Vinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, back here again. Grateful you're here wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of the podcast experience. I'm here with two other Infinity Bros today. Uh, it's Infinity Bro. Jarrett, Jarrett, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, got a little bit of a headache, a little bit of a cold, but we're hanging in there. Um, I'm being energized by the uh, Max and uh, other special guest energy that's going on here. Are you COVID-like symptoms? No. Is that the like bit that. you're going with right now? Or no, absolutely are you just not. Common head cold. Just common head cold. Common head cold. We're getting We've through all been it, there. boys. We've all been there. And then um, the other Infinity Bro today, a uh, special reunion for us. We, it's, I think this is our first time in 2022, Mark, but we haven't been on, it feels like, since uh, we were all six on Infinity Bro. Mark, Mark, how are you? I believe we were together in 2022 for our 100th episode, but you know. Well, that was what I was saying. That was the one we were all together, but I don't think we've been together since. It's true. It's been a, it's been a while since I've been on, so I'm glad to be back. I felt like Zane being a special guest. Yeah, that was very strange of you. You doing okay? Everything okay? Yeah, you know, living the life out in out in nowhere. Yeah, and you've got the healthiest backdrop I've ever seen. Thank you. Yeah. Do you see the spirits behind me? Are they walking amongst us? <laughs> the, the shadows, they're the waving. Ghosts. Yeah. They're friendly ghosts. They're like Casper. Right. Yeah, maybe. They're very nice. Yes. We got a jam-packed show for you today. We're catching up on a lot of things we have not been talking about. You've been listening to Isaac and Jarek. Jarrett. I called you Jarek. Love that. I'm mortified. It's in the <laughs> podcast now. Should yeah. be over. Like, That's ridiculous. Like Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> I was thinking Jet McKinnon for Jarrett. I'm sorry. Jam-packed show. Talking about things that Isaac uh, kind of talked about in previous episodes. Thanks for filling in for me, Isaac, in the interim. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, we're going to talk about episodes five and six. I know, Jarrett, you talked about episode five last episode, right. but I do think Mark will have some things to add on. And then the, uh, it, I think people thought episode five was like the peak of this crossover that the Book of Boba Fett's been doing, but episode six appeared to say, Got hold it. my beer. Buck wild. So we'll talk about that. Buck wild, as you would say. Mark and I are going to talk about the Peacemaker episode six. We've been on and off about this show and uh, we're, so we're going to review that. Episode six, I think, is a great spot to kind of pause and review. So I, th- I think you're going to enjoy that. And then we'll close the show out with our review of Jackass Forever. Mark, or, Mark and I just got out of seeing it. I saw it this afternoon. Mark saw it tonight. We're going to let you know our thoughts on that as well. But before we get to that, we want to make sure that you hear one of our podcast reviews. This one comes from Apple Podcasts. Mark, are you excited to get another podcast review? I just hope you don't destroy it like you have in the past. Or at least the person who wrote it has the mental fortitude not to be defeated by your words. Do you think we've had somebody listen to a review of their review from me? Because I'm typically the really mean one about these reviews if they're not good reviews. Usually you are the only mean one about it. Well, that's mean. what I'm saying. I, I'm claiming that. I am typically. the only so, one that's Sometimes mean. I'm the <laughs> mean one. Typically I'm mean, but I'm not the only mean one. But I really am the only mean one here. <laughs> Let me rephrase it. I am the only mean one, but sometimes I'm not mean about the review. Sometimes I like the review. Does the review involve potatoes? Does the review just sound generic? What is it? Like, what are we prepared for? Yeah. I don't know. Jared, are you nervous for my review of the review? Uh, always. Every time. It's hard to cancel a podcast that's a volunteer, but right. maybe that's, maybe today's the day. <laughs> volunteer? Like, we just, like, hey, you can We're volunteer just... for the podcast this week, guys. <laughs> Sign up. You get a nice shirt that says, I we volunteer. Put, we put <laughs> signups in all our churches that we yeah. go to. 
hey, we need some volunteers uh, for a podcast. We do if you like nerdy <laughs> stuff. Sign up, bruh. We podcast out of a community center gym. Yeah. Love that. Someone's playing pickleball behind us. There's the ASPCA on the other side, and yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this one comes on Apple Podcasts. This comes from War Hero LJ. The title says, from LJ, dear friend of the show, LJ. Um, it's a five-star review. LJ says, been listening for a while now. Love these dudes in their conversations. I catch myself laughing out loud when listening quite often. Mark the odds that he's laughing when I'm reviewing bad reviews. Um, 20 to 1. I'd take that. I'd take that bet. Mm-hmm. I'd take that bet. Jared, odds that you'd take that bet? Uh, uh, 10 to 1. Good bet. I've heard it both ways. Um, let's go ahead and give my review of the review. Uh, LJ, this is a safe, strong five-star review. I think it's great. You're obviously a friend of the show, so that obviously gives you peak um, credit there. Here's my pickle with this, guys, and it's a big yeah, one. Please. LJ is a dear friend of the show. He yep. should know that as a dear friend of the show, you need to make fun of Zane in your review. He was so close to flew is too that close on, to the side. Is that on our website? Is that like Do we need to put joke? it on our website? Can we put it on our website? <laughs> I, is there a website to put it on? There, you can put it wherever you want. It's a selfless plug. You could check us out in the infinitybros.com. Well done, Mark. Great, great transition. Uh yes, LJ, thank you so much for the review. And you, our listener, can leave us a review as well on Podchaser or Apple iTunes. Got a couple things we want to talk about real quick before we dive into our content. We're gonna get to the scheduled content, people. Everybody calm down you can check us out on twitch we are now streaming four days a week minimum Jarrett. minimum absolute bare minimum at bare minimum you're gonna have to deal with us four times a week dreadful absolutely dreadful um every monday night you can check out infinity bro robbie he is currently working through halo infinite i i usually have young life on mondays Jarrett. is he doing well in halo infinite or is he struggling he's doing well and i think more importantly than that, the boy really enjoys himself when he plays those games. Like the boy, he really gets into it. It's fun to watch. You should check those out. Yeah, who likes looking at themselves more in the mirror, Robert Downey Jr. or Robbie when he's playing <laughs> a stream? I don't blame him though. It's close. Robbie's it's a close. Babe. He is a babe yeah, for sure. Um, Jared, you're on Tuesdays, Dungeons and Dragons, this is Team Rocket Tuesday with Infinity Bro. Jared, you want to plug that real quick? Absolutely. Uh, we were doing a sort of community build of a few different things and people hopped into chat, said, why don't you run a campaign? So starting not the week that this launches, but the week after, uh, there will be an Infinity Bros official D&D campaign on Tuesday nights. Yeah, so if you want to join that, make sure you're checking us out Tuesday night. That's 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Wednesdays, you can hang out with me. I'm playing Pokemon Legends Arceus right now. Uh, Sorry, didn't that by me? What's that? Yeah. What, what do you call Sorry, it? Arceus. Arceus. Zapdos. Pokemon Legends. Mewtwo. Um, hey, isn't it wild that a Pokemon that created like time itself can be caught and killed by another Pokemon? And ridden wild. like a like a small horse. Yeah. yeah. Wild stuff. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think this game is a lot of fun. Quick review. Five out of six. Come check out this game. I'm playing it. I'm going to be playing it for the next probably month. 
on there, and then we'll transition to something else. Eventually, we'll get to Kingdom Hearts. I know people have been asking for it. Nobody's been asking for it, but I've been asking for it. It's a different um, energy when you two are in the room. I just want to point that out there. I have rarely been able to be graced with this combination of people on the podcast. I, I'm living for this right now. I can tell you this right now. When I'm with Mark, there's nobody I want to kick in the nuts harder. Yeah, you or him. And shake his hand. Yeah, I, right. I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm visibly upset. I go to my bathroom every time I hang out with Mark, look in the mirror and I go, why? Why do you do this to yourself? You don't have to do this. He's just yeah. frustrated like a angsty teenager. Right. I am like an angsty teenager. It's not a phase, Mark. <laughs> I'm over here cool as a cucumber. Right. Just ready to go. Yeah. Moisturized in his lane. Living his best life. <laughs> I'm editing that out. Thrifty Thursdays. Thrifty Thursdays. Come on down. Thrifty Thursdays with Isaac. It could be at 7, 8, 9, 10, 1 o'clock. Who knows? He's going to do it. Thrifty Thursdays. Isaac, come on down. Thrifty Thursdays. We we got Thursdays at Thrifty. Could could be at 2, could be at 9. We don't know. Did he work an overnight the night before? It might be later in the day. It might be early because he doesn't want to go to bed yet. Thirty Thursdays. Is Zed gonna be on it? No, but it'll maybe be- if they're playing deep, deep rock or whatever that game's called. <laughs> but but here's a picture of Robbie. That always gets the audience going. And, and he's got ants in his eyes because because clout and stuff. Oh man. Thrifty Thursday, Isaac's playing games that you can get for cheap. That's why it's a play on Thrifty Thursday. They both are TH words, Mark. TH words? Oh, my. I, know. I never, yeah. I know. We're never put that together until Thursday. now. That's, welcome yeah, what's to the next Infinity podcast. The only Gaslight podcast me? that man lights. Man lights. <laughs> Gaslight. Did you miss Hash- Gaslight? Hash- Hashtag man light. Yeah, we gaslight you. One McGolden. One McGolden and we're uh, sloshed. One McGolden. Yeah. My mother's going to be calling me after listening to this one. Yeah. <clears throat> 10 minutes in and we've already lost half our listener base. Thrifty Thursdays, you can check that out every Thursday. That's at 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Or is it? Did did we make LJ LOL during that sequence? 100% right. LJ laughed. Okay. 100%. Okay. No okay. question okay. in my mind. LJ is getting another phone to make another review because I believe that is LJ's second phone. He usually he originally had an Android, but he, he actually obtained money. So now he can have an iPhone. There you go. I'm that government government welfare phone, the Android. (laughs) (laughs) Taking shots. Wow. (laughs) Owns zero stock in Apple and just took a a shot at everyone that was Android. (laughs) Zero stock in Apple. I didn't know that was that was the benchmark. That was the benchmark. I'm so sorry. Hey, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be brand loyal if you don't own stock in it. Okay, dog. I didn't ask you. I literally didn't ask you your and thoughts. You on didn't ask me, and I'm telling you because that's who now, I am. I know, and I'm listening to you, and I'm saying, "Shut up, Mark." Here we go. Well, now you're saying it. <sighs> Let's get to the show, Max. Hurry this up. Let's get to the show. Uh, we're going to be reviewing a lot of things today, and we're going to be talking and rating these things. Earlier, I actually rated Pokemon Arceus. Or, or, wait, should I say it intentionally bad every time? So hold on, uh, Pokemon Pikachu. I I rated Pokemon Pikachu earlier. Pokemon Legends. Leg leggings, <clears throat> Pikachu, five out of six. Uh, we want to make sure you're familiar with our rating system, how we rate things here. So we're going to go ahead and put that review right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, 
Everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. Additionally, we are going to spoil the Book of Boba Fett episode six, Peacemaker episode six, and we're not going to like spoil. I don't. I mean, not to be mean. I don't know how we can spoil Jackass. We'll talk about a few moments, but there will be some things we spoil. We will talk about brief. Spoilers. They do crazy Jackass things. They. I know you're thinking whoa, 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 yourself. Whoa. I have not seen it yet. Calm down. <laughs> hey, there's there's fluids and stuff. I know you're thinking to yourself. Jackass has a plot, and the answer is no. You're correct. <clears throat> um, but we're gonna go ahead and put a spoiler bumper warning right here. This is Prepare Yourself An Infinity Bros Prepare Yourself Spoiler <laughs> Warning Book of Boba Fett uh, is something else. Full disclosure, I have not watched an episode of this yet, but I feel like everyone and their mom has told me what's happened. Just from like conversation, I feel like I can pick up like the major plot points I've picked up on. Um, so I apologize to our listeners who are like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm checking you out for the first time. Book of Boba Fett. I have no issues with the show. Just literally have not gotten around to it. I know Mark and Jared are into it. So forgive me if I'm not going to give my feedback, but I will uh, facilitate questions because I know Mark can get out of hand and he just really likes to hear himself talk. So the book of Boba Fett is about a bounty hunter, Boba Fett and mercenary Finnick Shand navigating the underworld when they return to Tatooine to claim job of the huts. Hold turf it stars uh tamar morrison ming na wen frank trigg what sorry sorry who did you say tamara morrison did i say tamara yeah tamora tamora for sure we're a volunteer we're gonna we're a volunteer Never heard of her. let's start over <laughs> tamora morrison yeah. ming na wen frank trigg colin himes matt berry david pat david Pasquezzi, Pasquezzi, David Pasquezzi, and other people. I'm not going to say any more because if you haven't watched and it, like, the rest. There's a lot of names on this list. There is, yeah. There's a lot of names on this list. Book of Boba. Robert Rodriguez is in it though. That's cool. Um, so it. let's talk about episode six though. This is the one that's kind of sweeping the interwebs, the pop culture. Why, if why you will. would that be? Why? Yes, why? Mark, why do you I, think it's sweeping? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll That's find out next. Bit. That's what he I just doesn't said. actually know. I literally don't know. I do know, <laughs> but I don't. So, Mark, I want to start with you. Can you just give us kind of your sweeping reviews of of the season so far? Talk a little bit about episode five and what was the impact of episode six on you? Because everybody's pretty much had a positive rating on episode six, calling it the Infinity War of the Star Wars universe. What is your perspective after watching episode six? Do you call it that as well? Or do you think this is part of a better story? Are you upset that Boba Fett is not getting highlighted more? Where, what are your thoughts on episode six? Um, I'm, you know, as much as, you know, I do think of myself as a Star Wars fan myself. Um, I do find it hilarious having, you know, watched the, you know, quote unquote, real Star Wars fans hate that, you know, Boba Fett takes his helmet off all the time you know, that he talks too much, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's Star Wars, love it, blah, you know, just get over yourself. I do, having said all that, I do find it weird that we got four episodes of Boba Fett, then a special Mandalorian episode in the middle of a show, and then another special with a with a dash of Boba Fett in it, 
of another Mandalorian episode. Having said all that, I, after this episode six, I think we're in a different timeline than what happened in the sequel trilogy. What's leading you to believe that right now? Yoda's Yoda's lightsaber. In in the canon comic books, and I don't know if I shared this with the group, Yoda's lightsaber was destroyed by Palpatine. And all of a sudden, Luke Skywalker has it. And if you go back to what is it, Rebels or the end of Clone Wars, where we get that like I think it's Rebels, we get like that uh um like time jump loop with the soak or whatever it is where you know yeah, i think it's ezra because yeah, ezra's in like that weird like dimensional yeah. place where it's like that clearly could have happened at some point like that's that's their like their like tie-in to like retconning or just saying this is a different timeline and i think we're in a different timeline well and that's been a popular opinion since clone wars right like since was it the end of season five, Jarrett, that 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 storyline got introduced, or or was that season six? Forgive me, I, I'm not brushed up on these this lore, but I know the conversation. Do you see this direction? That it, do you agree with Mark? Is this the direction that Filoni is taking us to right the wrongs that the prequels? Although he is a major apologist of the prequels, we talked about that on the last episode. Or do you think he's trying to re- rewrite the history so that Disney can go back and give it another crack in a new trilogy? I don't think he's trying to rewrite the prequels or, or change anything about the prequels. There is a chance that this is sort of an alternate reality, a different version of, you know, post uh, the original trilogy. I don't know. You know, like Filoni would be the kind of guy to be like, listen, Kathleen Kennedy, I don't know what you were doing with Star Wars. We're fixing it now. I just, with how much Disney sinks into their properties, I don't know if that's a play that they would make just completely write off that the sequel trilogy and and call it reset. But Filoni loves and is passionate about the lore. And I love that we say Filoni as if he's like fully directing this. Isn't it Sil Favreau who's doing this? Uh, Yeah, Favreau writing. But I would say Filoni's heavier handed in this. Like Favreau's doing the directing. Filoni is running the show. If, If I were to put money on it, just from everything we've seen from behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure Favreau is the writer for the show. And I think Filoni's a producer, if I'm not mistaken. Technically, technically, creator is going to Favreau. He is then, and in, 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 all the seven episodes are written by Favreau. And like, not, I'm not discrediting anything he's doing. He, you know, came up with the the sound or whatever it's called, the big, you know, LED studio that he's in. Like, he's doing the directing. I do believe, though, that Filoni, as far as the narrative and how they're directing this, as far as, you know, what lore beats get put in there, what characters get in there, I really do think that Filoni is playing the biggest part on this. And how about this episode six? It very much felt like it was something, you know, myself as a 12-year-old, you know, 9 to 12-year-old boy playing with his figures, all of a sudden being like, oh, the Mandalorian's going to fly a Naboo starfighter for his new ship. Yeah, dog. Oh, you know, we're going to bring back Order 66. Yeah, dog. We're going to, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to show Grogu using Force stuff. Oh, we're going to put Grogu in a backpack that Luke's going to run around with him. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's like roles reversed from, you know, (laughs) Return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh, we're going to have an on-screen live action of Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, well, you might, oh, we're going to talk about. Ahsoka's going to make an offhand comment like, oh, you know, runs in the family, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. his father is Darth Vader. 
Jared, were you were you thrilled or frustrated with Cad Bane? Like, I know some people have been frustrated with his design. Were you satisfied with that scene with him and and Tim, Timothy uh, Oliphant? Oliphant, yeah. Were you satisfied with that scene? I loved it. I I yeah. ate it up. I was like a kid in a candy store. And like, people are being so nitpicky about him coming into live action. Look, he's not blue enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. it's like. Dude's also hella old, you know what I mean? Like he he looked different. We didn't care that Ahsoka's, you know, like neck tendrils were a little shorter. Like suspension of disbelief for a second for a really really cool moment. I loved every second of it. Know what they're gonna bring us next though? Know who I think the the leader is? It's Darth Maul. Darth Maul's the leader, and that's why you give the Mandalorian the dark saber so we can get yeah. him fighting Darth Maul. Darth Maul in a lightsaber battle. Roll into that's Kenobi. What we want tie it in. Shut your mouth. That that. Well, you can't roll it into Kenobi. It's it's beyond that. Do you guys feel that with the new time? Well, I guess I'm I'm calling it a new timeline based on Mark's theory. But in the in the the third trilogy with Ray, we find out that Luke's training school that he's been doing for Jedi was destroyed by Kylo Ren. What are your thoughts around Grogu in this? Do we think that A, he was killed down the line? Is that what we're going to find out? Or B, do you think this is completely blowing up that? Do you think this, I mean, I want to go back to that question because your theory does say, Mark, that that basically means that everything with Ray Skywalker, LOL, mm-hmm. is where this is going. Like you're saying that's all going to be a race. Well, and here, here's the thing that I know a lot of people had, you know, problems with the sequel trilogy. In the sequel trilogy, I'm pretty sure Luke mentions that some people got away and some people died. So Grogu could have been either one of them that got away or one of them that went with uh, Kylo Ren. Um, Are we saying that Grogu survived Order 66 and this? Is that what we're saying? Maybe. I mean, whatever. Uh, But my my the thing I love what people point out is like, how did Luke Skywalker go from looking like a nice schvelte, like late 20s, early 30s boy to a raggedy old man? In a span of 20 years. Are these people for real? Yeah. People take away. Is that the Nick pick we're gonna die on? Is that yeah. the is that the sword we're gonna die on right now? And, that, Star Wars and that's man? and that's why you could, you know, it'd be an easy like oh alternate universe, because you know he's not gonna age, you know, 30 years in a decade. So Yeah. Cause it's five years later and he still kind of looks like from Return of the Jedi. So it's like, so now you're telling me it's only another 15 or 20 years that all of a sudden he just the kitchen witch hits him in the face and like it's super old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got Star I Wars fans are the worst. We really are the worst. And we have someone that rolls around in our friend group that is one of these Star Wars fans. <laughs> it's Isaac, isn't it? Are you talking about Isaac? Yeah, talking about Isaac. <laughs> Isaac all the way. You know, yeah. you know him. Does this set up Kenobi to have to be like the greatest Star Wars property? Because Mandalorian already had sky high things and or or is the expectation that it's going to somehow connect to Mandalorian? Like is is that going to be the central Iron Man for lack of a better parallel here? I don't I don't think it's gonna going to connect. On? I don't think Kenobi's going to I I would put money on that it won't connect. But talking about Kenobi, we're supposed to get cuz if you remember I think I shared this with the boys that in episode 4 he says we meet again. And like, you know, you know, basically it kind of indicates that their last battle wasn't Mustafar. Right. So we're getting another battle between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan in Kenobi. So like buckle up, everybody. Buckle up, Infinity Bros. Universe. That's a cool that that's yeah, that'll be fun. 
Jarrett, last question for you. Is Thrawn going to be introduced by the end of this series? In Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Do I, I don't... You, do you want him Do you want him in this series? I think that's how you second. slingshot this, the Ahsoka show, is you bring yeah. him in. I think if you bring him in, you bring him very lightly. You don't like... Do you do like a post-credit scene like a la Thanos? Or right, yeah, or like right at the end, like like you know how they did with uh, uh, Moff Gideon at the end of season one of The Mandalorian, where it's like, oh yeah, he's busting out of have it like a last second thing before it cuts to the credits. I don't think you bring anybody else in in a heavy way. And in season two, we start seeing in Mandalorian about like you know the cloning thing, and that's some some people's theory that Thrawn is the one heading the cloning for the Emperor. And that's why Ahsoka right. wants to hunt him down because she knows what's or thinks she knows what's going on. But you know, she also has her other things for Thrawn. So I also wouldn't be surprised if he's like the leader of the syndicate, but it also seems like too above him to be the leader of the syndicate. Do you guys I guess I do have one more question. Are you how upset are you that Boba Fett's not getting as much love in this as we had originally thought? Or do you think these last two episodes are saving this season? Because Jerry, you're on the record for saying you gave the pretty much every the, the first four episodes not really great grades. It was hard to get through. I enjoyed the lore aspect of it. And like they brought in one of my favorite characters from the comic books. But it was like it was like Boba Fett being saved by a millennial moped gang. I mean, it was just just so unforgivable. And I think they need to fix it. They need to fix him as this like super tough bounty hunter. And I know he's not that anymore, right? He's the diamond. He's also he's, an old man. Yeah. But like we saw how hard he could, you know, he he gave those imperialists some hands I should, I should. in Mandalorian. Like he was not <laughs> backing down. Um, I, I hope they bring him back in a big way. Like actually give him some time to shine. And isn't that like what we're supposed to get is like he was in that Sarlacc Peck hurt. And that's why he's in that banter take all the time because he's still recovering. So there's also that. So like, do we get... When he's like, okay, I'm like Fanta take like healed up, yeah. and then we get more of a BA version of Boba Fett. Cause it's been sad. It's like the action in this prior to the last few episodes has been horrible. And what the and what the, the Star Wars fans really wanted from a Boba Fett series was, you know, Boba Fett between episode four and episode six. That's that's what they wanted. They wanted a hardcore bounty hunter. But I think whatever they're doing, I think it's going to be just like WandaVision. It's going to pay off in the end when we finally get everything going. <laughs> oh, Max, you good okay? Good to be back with you, Mark. It's good to be back with you. Love that. Is it really an Infinity Bros podcast if we don't talk about WandaVision? No, really? it's not. It's not. Mark, I'll give you a bonus question because I got one more that's, that's um, popping up. Do you want to see Samuel L. Jackson return to this franchise? As Mace Windu? No, as Luke Skywalker. And then yes, yes to that. <laughs> yes. Do, do you, but do you realistically, do you realistically think Mace Windu's part of this? Because that's another, the two big theories I hear are that Thrawn's, Thrawn's the big villain and that Mace Windu is coming back in some capacity. I hope he does. I would just, be, I would love to hear how he, well, it's, I think it'd be pretty easy that he survived the fall as how, a Jedi. How old rank, would he you know? be at this point though? Like, well, I, forgive me. I'm sorry. Do you think he could show up in Kenobi? That's oh, the realistic yes. for me where I see. He I think come. more likely he shows up in Kenobi, but I still think he could show up in this. Gosh, I love you, Mark. I love how, Mark, you just leave everything open all the time. I think that's tremendous. Well, it's not like I'm writing it. Wink, wink. No, it's a redeeming quality about you. I like that. Never change in that regard. Never change. Jared, any last comments? 
yeah, this series has... To quote one of my favorite movies ever, just when I thought this series couldn't get dumber, they go and do something like this and totally redeem themselves. It's so good, man. Oh, it's so good. You check that out on Disney Plus, right? We have to get a Luke Skywalker... Oh, that could be another thing. Luke Skywalker fights Darth Maul if he shows up. Oh, oh, oh. There's, I'm telling you, there's no way they bring Darth Maul back hey, for like the you fourth shut time your mouth, Jared. I will, I will drive. How many times have we right shut- now and kick you? The last fight between him and Obi Wan is so perfect that I hope he stays gone because it was so, it was such a good way to end. What's that. dead may never die. <sighs> Please don't do this to me, Mark. Let's talk about some shows with some drama in them. Um, and I'm not talking about the drama in the shows. I'm talking about the drama behind the scenes. Um, first, let's start with uh, Peacemaker, episode six, Mern After Reading. I believe we reviewed episode one. Am I correct on that, Mark? Did we re- review episode one in 2021? I don't think it came out until 2022. Oh, so this is our like first time reviewing the show ever. Okay, I have no idea. Me. I definitely haven't talked about it on the podcast. Okay, I haven't. I have not talked about it either. I've I've made a TikTok about it, but I have not talked about it. So let me start back. A little backtrack here. Picking up where the Suicide Squad from 2021 left off, Peacemaker returns home after recovering from his encounter with Bloodsport, only to discover that his freedom comes at a price. This is created by James Gunn. He also directs and writes for the show as well. It stars John Cena, Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma. I don't even know how. To, how do you say Mern's the the guy who's playing Mern? He's going to be in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jared. I have I've, I've never seen Peacemaker. I have no idea. No, the guy who he's going to be. Okay, hold on. I want to make sure I get this pronunciation right. Here we go. We're going to Google it. I mean, I really just want you to say it. No, 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 no. We're to the point fun. at this point in my how life. How do you where spell I can't this? How do you spell the name of the character Mern? M e r n. Chiquidity. M u r n. Oh, oh, oh. Chiquity Iwiji. There we go. Chiquity Iwiji. Chiquity I wasn't even going to try. I wasn't even, I, I'm like, there's a point where it's like, now okay, we're getting yes. we're Yes. Thank you. Oh um, my gosh. I, it took me so long to try to figure Jennifer out Jennifer Holland, saying. Steve Hage, Annie Chang, and Robert Patrick. Uh, Mark, there's and been... John there's Cena! Mark, there has been accusations that Jennifer Holland, the life partner, that's what they call it, of James Gunn, uh, was brought in because of nepotism. What are your thoughts around that? Do you think she's, before we talk about the show in and of itself, because that has been a big story with nepotism lately in the world of Hollywood. Do you think she's earning her stripes in this role, or do you think she could have been played by somebody else? I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing people cared about, Um, but... I thought she's doing great. I've thought that too, but I was just curious to see if that was something. I think people shouldn't be worried about nepotism in Hollywood and be more worried about nepotism in like, you know, the political sphere, corporate America, you know, stuff that really matters. The Minnesota Vikings. I could care less about. Yeah, sure. Pro sports. Thank you. That's where stuff maybe matters more about nepotism in Hollywood. It's the dude directing. So he kind of makes the actor like you know he casts it so he can choose whoever someone should go after rob zombie and tell him to stop casting his wife and everything but his but his wife's creepy af so it's like perfect so you know i I don't want to bring up the elephant in the room but since we're on the subject anyways um can we talk about the nepotism in the infinity bros 
and how Steve Mosier worked so hard to get his favorite son, Zane, on this podcast. I think when my dad <laughs> wakes up in the morning, he wants so bad to strangle me for being friends with Zane. Because you'll never live up to Zane's standards, right? No, I'm never contrary. Be... I, I'll live up to Zane in a, about a two-hour span of being sure. awake and breathing. Yeah. That's about all the work I've got to put in. My dad got Zane a birthday gift because Zane's birthday is coming up here in a couple of weeks, and uh, it's tremendous. I will share with, I'll share it on podcast, everybody. I'm on a podcast on TikTok, whatever. I'll share on podcast. <laughs> I'll I'll share on I'll share on 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 music. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, Peacemaker, Mark. Uh, since we haven't reviewed this show at all, what's your rating of this season so far? And then what's your rating of episode six? Let's talk about it. I have been all in since the opening credit sequence. And they're dancing and the theme song. Like, I just knew I was going to love this show. So it's six out of six for me every episode because I love it. I think this is like John Cena's perfect role where he can be somewhat serious, but like also comedic. Like, I think that's his best movies are when he's when he kind of can do both. So I'm loving it. And, you know, it's DC. I really loved my favorite part so far in the sequence or in Peacemaker is when the neighbor confronts Peacemaker about his, like, you know, gallery of villains. And yeah. he's like, well, I don't have any supervillains because I kill him. And he's like, well, Batman has, like, stuff. And he's like, and then he, like, basically, he calls Batman a pussy for not killing his, you know, his guys. And it's like, it's true. Like, you know, he's not wrong. Peacemaker's not wrong when he says how many lives are on Batman because these guys break out of prison all the time and kill more people. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I I think his commentary on Superman and Batman's all right. Jared, what's more likely to happen? Does Batman show up in Peacemaker, or Darth Maul showing up in Book of Boba Fett? Darth Maul by a mile. Yeah, it's not even close, my guy. Darth Maul right. by a mile. You, you're okay. You're taking a big leap, and that like WB is going to take a single second to think about enhancing any of their properties. They don't care. The only person who cares is James Gunn. Otherwise, WB does not care about anything. I don't know why you have to hurt me like that. Let me talk about Peacemaker for a little bit. I think the opening credits is incredibly overrated. I actually think if we had a most overrated category for our end of the year podcast, this is the front runner right now. I think it'd be your opinions, but you know what? That's fine. And that's why I said it's my front runner. I didn't say it well, has to be your wrong. front runner. I didn't strong arm you into saying it's our front runner. I said it's Max. You can never strong arm me into doing anything. Yeah, I know. That's anything, the thing. Max. Okay, Mark. Anyway. I don't think it's that cool. I skip it every time. Everybody talks about how they can't watch the show without watching it. I think it's annoying. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, they, they choreographed a dance and nobody has any emotion in their face. That's great. And then Judo Masters being held by John Cena on his shoulder at the end. How cute. I did think Judo Master was a woman because of that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, why do they keep calling Judo Master like a dude, like referring to him as a guy? And like, oh, because the actor is a guy and Judo Master is a guy. And I'll be honest with you, those first two episodes really just did not click for me. Um, I'd give them a two out of six, maybe a three. I was not clicking with. Are you hang on? Are you confirming on the podcast that even if a couple episodes into a series don't click for you, you'll continue to watch it? Depends on the series. I, I mean, just want I would say yes or no question. <laughs> it's a yes or no question, Max. Legally binding. Yes or no. No, Am I no. signing my life away if I answer Yes, you are. So, okay. like, let's, then, yes then, or no. Yeah. Then, yes, I did watch. Then I did, yeah. 
Do you want me to give another shot to Righteous Gemstones? Is that what you're asking? Don't put chapstick on like that after you ask a question like that, first of all. Second of all, if you want me to try Righteous Gemstones one more time, I'll give it another shot. There's okay. a certain kind of tension in this room right now. And I feel like the third wheel. <laughs> you're not the third wheel. Just shut up, Jarrett. <laughs> Mark and I are talking, okay? Mom and Dad are talking. <laughs> so Peacemaker episodes one and two, I thought were really, really just like, meh. James Gunn is funny in small doses. That's why I prefer films of James Gunn versus TV shows, because I know I'm going into it for two hours. With all that being said, from episode three on, this show really picks up and does a great job. I definitely have my qualms with this show. My first big qualm is, and I'm going to have the same thing with Jackass. My personal preference is I don't need the F word every five words. You can give me an F word here and there. I get it. You're an R-rated show. I get it. You're going to give me a dick joke here and there. But there's a scene, for example, where um, a lesbian character is scrolling on her iPad and she shows a sexting picture she gets from her partner. And that's just unnecessary. I just think it's unnecessary. It's a barrier. It's a barrier here. And it's it's a barrier in a TV show. Because in a movie, I just got to go for an hour and a half or two hours and I, I can move on. But in a TV show, you're asking me to commit week to week. That's just difficult. And I know James Gunn has been on the record saying he can't believe Warner Brothers let him do some things. The reason Warner Brothers letting him do some things is because he almost got let go by Marvel. He did get let go for a little bit by Marvel. And they wanted to keep him so badly that they said yes to whatever he asked for. And the plot is great. And episode six, we're going to talk about that in a sec here, Mark. I'm on the edge of my seat at the end of episode six. I want to know what's coming down the pike. There's two more episodes. I want in. Oh, yeah. It has me thrown through a loop who the bad person is now after episode six. It does. Yeah, doesn't it? So I think for me, I that's that's my warning to people. This this and Jackass, you don't let anybody under 16 check these shows out. Um, But with Peacemaker, what I appreciate about it is I do agree. John Cena, really, this is his best role. I, I think he's doing better than he did in the Suicide Squad. Am I wrong, Mark? Do you think he's improvising some of these lines? Maybe. I mean, when he, when you watch the like those end credits, like outtakes, it definitely seems like he's given, or a lot of people are given, like, "Hey, just you know, say whatever comes to your mind." Yeah, I think James Gunn is letting him riff, and his riffs are good. They're funny. They're the best parts of the show so far. Isn't at the end of I think the first episode or second episode, um, they do like that where it's like him and his father and he's like, this helmet gives you scabies. And he's, and he's like, why would it give you scabies? And his dad's like, well, everyone should go experience scabies. Like, that, that no way that's scripted. That has to be improvised. Yeah, hundred percent. That's riff. That's, that's a riff for sure. No doubt. Yeah. So I, I think this show's got a lot of heart. Um, I think the character peacemaker has a lot of heart, but I, I think James Gunn can sometimes be too James Gunny. And I think right now, with especially here's what I find so funny about James Gunn. The the reason he got fired by Disney was because of making these inappropriate pedophile jokes. And he turns around in Peacemaker and really is just towing the line the whole series. And I'm trying to understand morally how we're like having this dialogue is like how were people mad at him about that? And then he could turn around and make this and everybody's calling it a fantastic show on the internet. I just I'm having a difficult time processing that. I'm not saying if you like it, you're a bad person. I'm saying if you had any frustration with that tweet a decade ago and you're turning around liking this show, there's some jokes in here that are definitely doing. Well, basically, his his dad 
is like the, like I was surprised some of the stuff he's said. Yeah, the Peacemaker's dad in this show because it's like, but you know that's the that's the character though. So it's like I also for sure for whatever the dad I don't support anything the dad has said or his actions, but it's like I'm kind of happy that the show like shows someone like that because like there are real people in the real world who are yes. like that. So it's Amen. like, and I just hate this whole PC stuff that I feel like we're getting with shows where it's like no let give some reality i mean granted it's in the comic world but like there are people who really think and talk like this and people need to know about that i think it's a great representation of true racism is what you're applying here mark and i think it's a great it's it's that character is definitely doing a i don't know how to describe it in a not without sounding positive but he's doing a accurate depiction of what that really truly looks like and i agree with you it's painful to hear. It's extremely painful to hear. And those are the things that James Gunn does really well. James Gunn is really good at making you laugh one minute and then the next minute really tugging at your heart. I wish James Gunn would would lean more into his heart versus the dick joke. That's just, but that's James Gunn to begin with. Well, when it, we, I first started watching this with my beautiful wife, Kelly, um, and Robert Patrick says that stuff, and I'm like, there's no way like we're not no way but it's like how did yeah, again how did wb allow this and because the marvel stuff they want him they want to keep him it's because exactly wb wants to suck on the teat of the mcu and they're like oh we got james gunn who made Gar- who made a n- a no-name comic into like a billion dollar like thing give me more of him yeah for sure peace marker peacemaker is now going to be a household name after this i do know that right now so let's talk about episode six here real quick mark so the butterflies, since this whole butterfly plot, how have you felt about it? Were you bamboozled by the fact that Mern was revealed to be a butterfly and the end scene when all the cops and the, the people in the um, the prisoners in the cell were taken over by the butterflies? Is that the creepiest scene you've ever seen in a, in a DC show? Like, it's the creepiest scene I've ever seen in a DC property, I think. I definitely had... Well, I didn't. My beautiful back to my beautiful wife, Kelly. Uh, when the butterflies are first introduced, she definitely she said to me, "She's like, I bet Mern is a butterfly." That was her. No so like, way. That's, wow. that's been in the back of my head for a while. When it was revealed, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Good for her. But initially, it's like then our talk was like, well, is he helping? Is he a bad guy? Like, where does he stand? And then, like, you kind of get in episode six that um, Goth is maybe he's he's actually a good guy, or maybe he's a bad guy. But then at the end of this, when you see more butterflies, it's like, well, he must be a bad guy. But then it's like, but it's like, I'm still like up in there. And then with the, you know, the planting of the diary that he had, yeah. and it kind of aligned with what, what all happened. So it's like, well, did Amanda Waller know that the butterflies would do this? Like, that's, it's all wild. Do you think right now, because you're making an implication that it's between Goff and Mern that you're up in the air and who's the bad guy? Who right now, if you had to put your money on it, would you put, put it on Goff to be safe? Or would you try to go for gold? And, and I, I would say definitely after the end of episode six, it's goth because you know, because what we learned is once these butterflies take over a human host, they're basically no longer going to live if they leave the host. So I know there's a lot of people like Jared that have not seen it, and so if you're up in the if you're on the fence about this show, here's what I'll say. Obviously, same as Jackass, no kids, but I'm going to say this: I would I would encourage you to go past episode three. You're gonna get jokes that are extremely inappropriate and too far. I think they're too far personally if you can withstand that and you have the emotional wherewithal to do that i think this is a great show however i think james gunn after what just happened to him 
needs to be careful. I think James Gunn thinks he's a lot less expendable than he is. And this show is proving that to me. So I'm not thrilled with some of these jokes. I think he needs to tone it down a little bit. I under, and, and also, this is like DC's MO, Mark. This is the crap they do. They're like, oh, look at us. We're so dark. We're edgy. We're making fun of Batman and Supernet. We're, we're talking about how Superman has a poop fetish. It's like, come on. Like, this um, is I really. It has we'll, nothing to do with the WB. They're just like, please make us money. Come on. We need properties that'll make us money. That's how, that's how the WB is. Protect it, your IP, WB. If they're going to protect ridiculous. their IP, they wouldn't have had eight people in the Snyderverse original candy jar. Oh, they totally. So, like, I don't, it's, this isn't calculated by WB. WB can go. The Batman line about him being a pussy is fine. I think that's fine because that is a real argument that people have. People do have the argument of whether he should kill them or not. That's fine. I thought that was great. And I thought that was a clever, funny way to do it. And again, John Cena is very funny in his portrayal. So he really makes up a lot of loose ends here that James Gunn, I think, leaves out. However, the Superman joke was too far. That was too far. That was not a good joke. Superman is the most pure character. And for whatever reason, DC continues to be okay with obliterating that character. And it's his biggest strength as a hero isn't even his powers. It's he's Superman because he cares for people. He doesn't have to care for them, but he chooses to care for them. And I just am getting fed up with the Superman hate. It's really frustrating. And so that's just one line, but it is what it is. I, I do agree, though, Mark. White Dragon is a very formidable flow. I'm interested to see him. He's going to kill a lot of butterflies. Uh, I think. Did you did you see the like, you know, next week, like teaser? I don't watch. The, I don't watch the trailers for the next episode. I, wait, oh, I stay. With I it. did. And I'm like, like, I want to know more about White Dragon and how he's like this smart and built basically a better version of an Iron Man suit. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be cool. Check out Peacemaker on HBO Max. Here we go. Finally, Jared, d- dive in on this conversation, Jared, because you're going to have to ask some Please. questions on behalf of Absolutely. our audience. I, this one's going to need to be a little more. Uh... I will say, while we're like vamping in between, uh, there is this trend in Hollywood right now where they make these sort of, it's either superheroes or like cartoons that are directed towards adults. And they have this, tendency to go like really over the top vulgar with them for seemingly no reason so like the big one for me right now is everybody is in on critical role it's this D series that is wildly successful it's the most watched twitch channel uh and they came out with their cartoon on amazon so me being a fan of dungeons and dragons and to some degree critical role i checked it out it is the most like this is what i compared it to you know that kid in middle school that learns a cuss word and yeah. then doesn't know how to use it. And just every time they talk, that's that's what it is. It's like that level of vulgarity for no reason. Like, doesn't make sense in the context. Uh, it doesn't add anything. Like, just just vulgar to be vulgar. And I don't I don't know why people are so drawn to that. But is that that is sort of the trend right now. And what's really frustrating about that too, Jared, is James Gunn has the ability to write clever things. Oh, absolutely. He he always he's the master at like. Really, really big situation, big dialogue. We need to talk about the MacGuffin or we need to move the plot forward. And then everybody will stop and they'll joke about a random thing that's happening in the room. Why are you tapping your foot? I'm tapping my foot because I feel like tapping my foot. No, you're tapping your foot to bother me. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. And then five other people are saying stuff. James Gunn just is masterful at coordinating those kinds of conversations. 
for whatever reason, he feels the need to just make it vulgar automatically. And that's frustrating for me. And I'm completely with you there, Jared. I James Gunn is way too talented to be doing this. It, this is why Guardians of the Galaxy work. Because Disney looks at him and goes, you cannot make the you can't make more than four of these jokes a movie. Okay, and that but that's you know, that goes to the character though. Like we're supposed to understand Peacemaker is a very vulgar person because he was raised by a super racist vulgar person so like sure no i'm i'm picking that up i'm picking that up but everybody everybody in the movie needs to be like that was everybody raised like that well who else was who else was over the line for you besides vigilante it's everybody like those, is everybody's talking like that mm, i don't know about everybody but whatever okay all right everybody's <laughs> talking the same way that's just my opinion but it is what it is it's it's like in avengers it's like in um avengers uh, age of ultron in avengers age of ultron everybody's a comedian yeah, yeah. Well, Max well, was a comedian. Directed by Hawkeye's a comedian. By Jeff Everybody's Whedon. a comedian. Jeff Whedon sucks. Yeah, Joe Joby Whedon. Don't like that guy. Let's transition yeah, talk, to talk about a real dirtbag, Josh Whedon. Oh, oh gosh, my gosh, sucks. do we have time for that? That guy sucks. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh, he he like okay, just just for two seconds, please. This man talks about how he's such a feminist and that's why like he cheated on his wife and like was this absolute dirtbag is because he's so feminist and he cares about women and that's why he treats everybody around him like garbage like hates minorities uh absolute <laughs> horrible husband and he's like it's because i'm a feminist guys i i just can't what a clown just yeah, we're not going to give him any more time a day. We won't be getting him as a guest on anytime soon, I don't think. So. I know. I want him as a guest so we can roast him. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just one time. And there's there's one other person that's out in the extended universe I'd love to <laughs> roast in this podcast, but you know. I'm right here. You can just say it to my face. Max, I would never roast you. Like, I would want to roast this person. I know. You know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Let's talk about Jackass Forever, uh, the fourth and final installment with the original cast. After 11 years, the Jackass crew is back for their final crusade. Uh, it, <laughs> it is directed by Jeff Tremaine. The writers include pretty much everybody you you know. And this is the, the drama I wanted to talk to you about, Mark. Huge story behind the scenes is Bam Margera. And uh, how do you say Margera's last? Is it Margera or Margera? I have always said, yeah, Margera. Margera. Yeah, and uh, Spike Jones both exited the property very early on in production because Bam was caught using Adderall after he had made a commitment prior to filming to being completely off of it. And for those that are, Mark, you probably know way more about this than I do. I didn't know. I didn't know Spike spike john's left but i knew about bam he left with bam because he 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 sided with bam about the dispute um steve-o who obviously has a history with drugs and abuse on these uh, types of substances was pretty adamant with johnny knoxville and like you're gone and so they kicked him out they gave him allegedly i didn't see it mark maybe you did but at the beginning there's a scene where he is in it yeah spike john's yeah Spike, I know Spike was, but I'm saying Bam. There wasn't a scene oh, where Bam. Was I don't remember seeing Bam because he gets a credit for being in the movie at the end. He was the 45th of 47. He also gets credit for writing it, um, as well as pretty much every other person. Was it like the first sequence? Was he in there? I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's, I, that's I just read like an article saying he was in that. It. 
Okay. Yeah, he. that's probably what happened. And we'll talk about that opening sequence in a bit here. <laughs> uh, but then Jeff Tremaine comes back to direct it. I think it's important to talk about some of the people who filmed this too, Mark. Because if you're a Jackass fan, you know some of these guys, Lance Bangs, Dimitri, and Rick. These three just like, they've been around a long time, especially Lance. Lance is the one I remember. He's always the one that's throwing up. He's the one that's kept throwing up. <laughs> Every time. They get that guy to throw up. Um, and uh, just it, it, the whole, basically the whole cast is back. They also make a very, very strong in, in, attention at, intention, excuse me, at the beginning to introduce you to some new characters. Uh, I, I call them characters, but they're people. Um, so Rachel Wolfson, who I believe they picked her mark after Bam exited. Um, and then um, then they've got Ethan McGahey, who comes over from Britain. You've got Poopies. Did you like Poopies, Mark? I loved those guys. I know they've been doing kind of like dumb stuff on MTV yeah. the last few years. And then there's one more. I'm forgetting his name. Isn't it like Zach or Chris or something? <sighs> the big guy? Zach's the big guy. <laughs> Jackass Forever really should have been called, hey, we're going to do bad stuff to <laughs> Danger Aaron. So, yeah. So let's like let's let's unpack this real quick. So, Jared, how much experience do you have with Jackass? Um, I, I watched a lot of the early ones and I have not seen any of the newer ones. Here's what I'll say. If you're a fan of the earlier ones, this is the movie for you. If you are a, you watched this in high school or middle school, you watch this on original MTV, you yeah. will be rewarded in this one okay. because they bring back old bits. Um, they bring back many old people who come on. For instance, uh, Tony Hawk comes back. Um, Tyler Crater comes back. I know he's done some stuff before with them. They just, Eric Andre comes back. He gets writing credit on this too, Mark. That's wild. Yeah, that dude's a genius. So he's surprised. hilarious. I I want to know what he wrote. He wrote probably. I mean, there's. I could take a guess on some of the skits, but he wrote something. And I mean, if oh, you're talking not, about Eric Andre, he's in season two of Righteous Gemstones. So there you go. Is he really? Yeah. You're making a kind of convincing case for me to go watch it after your first two arguments. Like, you know, in all fairness, when you talk about, I know how much you don't like vulgarity. That season, that season one of Righteous Gemstones. Is, is really pushing the line. So I, I would get that. See, you. that's the other, and it sucks because like, I'm not like Mr. Anti-Vulgarity. I, I do understand. Like, I think Jackass is a great example. I understand why they're saying the F word in Jackass. Yeah. When you get hit in the nuts <laughs> by the, by a, by a heavyweight MMA fighter. Yeah. We need to talk about. So, and again, I, we're going to spoil some of the skits. So if you're done with it, let's, let's just start with our rating and then we'll let people hop off. Mark, what was your rating of Jackass forever? Um, I'm going to give it a six out of six. And wow. I think it's more, it hit me in the feelies with some of the nostalgia stuff. And then like, I liked the fact they brought in younger guys. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't really want to see a whole, I mean, maybe we, some people do, but it's like, I understand some of these dudes are like in their fifties. Yeah. I don't need to see 50 year old men get the crap beaten out of them. Dude, not only that, but I think they did way more than I were I was expecting them to do. I was expecting it to kind of be the younger cast doing the harder, harder core stuff. Well, in, in all fairness, younger cast did do a lot of the more harder stuff. <laughs> they did the physical ones. That's for sure. Except for Danger Aaron. <laughs> I want to talk about him in a little bit. I have a comparison that I want to make of him. I'm going to give this a five out of six. The one reason I'm pulling a stone from it is this is the most male graphic nudity I've seen in a, uh, in a Jackass Full movie. frontal male genitalia. They went, they went yeah. all in on that, and I did not like it. Welcome to the 21st century. We've had 
50 years of the reverse happening. And now this was no, I'm with you. I, I understand. I'm just making a point. It's that, all like, fair now after this, after this movie. In the previous movies, they, they would do sometimes you'd get one or two scenes yeah. in this one. We get it's like every other six. skit. It's at least six or seven. It's like it's too many. It's way too many. And the only reason I'm and, and so then you're probably saying to yourself, Max, why are you giving it such a high ranking then? Because this is a love letter to the original. That's what it is. It's it's a love letter to the original. If you are into this show, if you're into it originally, it's worth your time. Going to a theater to see it, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I wish I could go back and fast forward through this. That's what I wish. I, I would have just fast forwarded through those parts and gotten to the hardcore stuff. And that's my recommendation for people. I don't recommend you see this in theaters. That's my I drove 30 minutes to go see this movie, and I am saying drive farther if you have to. <laughs> I drove 30 minutes to like get my get my groceries. Yeah. Oh, such a flex. I drove 30 minutes to see this. I did. That was the closest theater that was showing it at a decent time. Yeah, we get it, Mark. It's the closest McDonald's to me. Let's talk about some of the skits in this, Mark. I want to talk about uh so with with the BAM thing, just closing the BAM thing, Mark. Are you are you were you bummed to not see Bam in this? I was bummed because okay. after the third one with Ryan Dunn, you know, dying in that car oh, accident. Gosh. Yeah. Um, I was just like, yeah, let's get you know, I haven't seen Bam in, in a while. And then like, yeah, the whole him dropping. I didn't know Spike sided with him. So because, yeah, we got you got a, like one shot of Spike um, in this, too. So are you buying before we talk about the skits? The other thing I'd ask you. Are you buying the concept? Because I know you liked it, but are you buying the concept that like they might try to reboot this franchise with these new people? Why not? I mean, the other guys were kind of already doing Jackass things, so I'd be okay like you know doing Jackass again with younger guys and some of these guys. I feel like I feel like it can't work without Knoxville and Steve O. Knoxville in particular, he's kind of you're you're in a new generation where you know you get the right people that like you know the Gen Zers and younger millennials that, you know, didn't grow up on seeing Jackass, the original stuff. I mean, Jared, what's your threshold when it comes to Jackass skits? I think they're okay. They're not my cup of tea. Yeah. This one might, this one might not be for you then, but yeah, I'm not going to drive to see this. If it's like, no, these were not things that are even as a kid, you know what I mean? This wasn't one of those that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go watch Jackass. There were three moments in this where I visibly, out loud said no way i couldn't believe what they were doing three different times i have two moments they have two uh, well let's talk about let's talk about them the yeah, first one up. i'm going to say is the opening scene oh that was I hilarious cannot i cannot believe they that. did what they did in the opening scene i cannot believe initially it. i saw that and i'm like no yes no, that's what that- i said i was like they, they didn't do what i think they did i thought it was an inflatable i thought it was just a penis shaped inflatable i thought that Initially, until I saw them do the movements that they created for it. I need some and context here. They use Chris Pontius genitals as a Godzilla monster that they paint up and decorate and have strings attached to it and like a, a thing that you know goes up and down like it's moving. Yeah. And like that's the monster that's attacking the city. And like and the city is sequence. introducing everybody that's in the movie, and yeah. then like Tony Hawk stops by, Jalen Ramsey tackles Aaron. Yeah. Um, there's like all these like Easter eggs of people in it. It gets inappropriate, of course, because it's jackass. And then it ends with them tasing 
Oh, no, not tasing. They uh, have a snapping turtle confront the monster. Oh, my. <laughs> so that's the first scene that I did that. The second one I did, Mark, was when Steve-O decided to get to take out his male genitalia and attach the queen oh, the bee bees. To it. Yeah, that what was What you think about that? His entire male genitalia were covered in bees. Uh, something I would not sign up to do unless I was paid a good sum he, of money. That's the hardest he's ever screamed. I've heard him in a Jackass movie. That's the hardest I've ever seen him scream. I think he would say that's the worst skit one he's ever done. I think he would say probably. That. What was uh? What was your third? The third was the four rounds that Aaron went through to get hit in the nuts. So this is the context. This one is the most like the nut cup. Uh, the nut test. cup. So they do the so the nut cup test was an old one that Johnny Knoxville did where he'd have kids come up and kick it. And so on this one, Aaron had uh, what's the fighter's name, Mark? He's I think he's the current UFC heavyweight champion. Francis Naganu, heavyweight champion. So they tell Aaron it's a lightweight. It sure. was the heavyweight champion. Yeah. And this guy he has can, recorded like that the the hardest punch too in the so, world. Like, that's in the world. So he hits he hits Aaron. And Aaron, when he goes to the ground. His body goes into shock immediately. I've never seen somebody get hit so hard that they go into shock. That's what happened to him. Because the other times it was it wasn't shock; it was just pain. Yeah, he got hit so hard that his body just froze as it went down. So he gets that, and you're like, okay, that was that was crazy. Let's go to the next one. They're like, all right, now we're gonna do it with a softball pitcher. So the fastest softball pitcher <laughs> throws, and she just keeps hitting him right inside, right inside. Because he keeps the, flinching the and moving, so it's yeah, like he keeps, keeps, she keeps hitting him shots in the thigh. She's got, he's got like four shots on his leg, then she finally gets him. And the greatest shot of the movie is her turning around to the camera, going "Yes!" right after she hits him. It's the best <laughs> shot of the movie. She's it's so like afraid. right over her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, just like perfect MLB angle. She turns around, goes "Yes!" as the guys are all you know doing the giggling, laughing, pointing, laughing at thing. So you're like, all right, that's crazy. And then, Mark, I, I, I'm I, rolling when P.K. Subban comes up on the screen, <laughs> hits the puck, hits the thing, and you see Aaron's face just look at the camera like, what am I doing here? And he goes, you're going to F, he goes, you're going to effing die, Aaron. <laughs> he, like, initially, when his first shot hits him right in the face, like, yeah. he's wearing a mask, Aaron's like, I'm going to die. He goes, and then he goes, you're going to effing die, Aaron, from yeah. the ice. From the ice. They're not even on the ice. Subban's just, like, rattling him. Hits him square down the middle. Great shot. And then you're like, all right, they cannot do anymore. There's no way they're going to do anymore. They do. Then, oh, what's the other guy's? What's the guy's name that did it? it Dave England, guy. right? England did it. England gets on a pogo stick, point blank, jumps twice right on it, ruptures it. I don't think ruptures it teared the scrotum. You didn't. Yeah, I was saying tore the scrotum. Yeah, it didn't rupture. Jeez. I thought it ruptured it. Oh, I well, looked I away. Guess... I couldn't even see. I when he did that, I did this. Jared, I did this. I was in yeah. the theater with my eyes Max closed. Covers his eyes. Could not do it. I did the little kid horror yeah. movie thing. I couldn't believe what I just saw. And it was so bad. It was so gross that they because all of their faces, you didn't see it when it first happened. Sure. But all of them didn't laugh. You know it's bad in Jackass when no one when laughs. nobody laughs. Yeah. Because they pointed and they were like, oh, my gosh. And then the camera guy starts throwing up. Yeah, it was bad. You know, whatever. So <laughs> here's here's kind of what I'm trying to say about this movie. This one pushes the limits more than any of them. It's clear and obvious they're done after this. Because they're like, they they pushed as far as they could push in this. 
there's a couple others. What, what other skits are we missing here that you think would be um, worth highlighting? Terrifying for me is that where they showed that dangerous rattlesnake. And then the skit was they're going to lock the two people in there. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. And then pretend that the snake is in the room all dark and like F with them. I saw that and I was like, I would, I would die. I would, would die. You, here, so here's a question now. Would we be friends if I did that to you? No, I would. I would punch you in the face, look you, and then look you in the eyes and be like, "We're no longer friends." Like if I you feel like you would. Yeah, I feel like you'd be serious about that too. And then the other one is when they did the mime thing. Oh and, my gosh! And Poopy had the had to kiss the snake and it bites him. I was like, "Why are people making like I would another situation? Like, why am I here? Why did I tell people I'm afraid of snakes? Why am I doing this?" Poopies, Poopies took that one right on the chin too. The crazy, the crazy one was right after that. They dropped a skateboard, Jarrett. The skateboard guillotine. A skateboard guillotine. They dropped it right on um Steve-O's shins. Steve-O's shins. And Oof. he was told, don't make a noise. Yeah. He screamed. Couldn't couldn't hold it back. Oh, the other one I liked is when they had to sit in that machine that spun around and drink milk, and the first one to throw up <laughs> won or lost. Yeah. And then at the end, they had a like a brigade of like like paintballers just pepper them. I said throwing up. Yeah. Well then they stopped it and then they have to like run out and now yeah. they're being peppered with paintball. That's hilarious. Or this movie thing. was so crazy. This movie was, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Half this movie. Here's my problem. Half this movie. I'm like, no, I'm dropping it to a four, four out of six. The more I talk about it, the more I'm not like. Four say, out of six. You, were, you were coming in guns hot, man. I came in guns hot, but as I'm talking about it, I'm like, this this is yeah. too far. Four out of six. The fact that they're still able to do what they're doing is crazy. Oh, the two things I want to talk about. Knoxville got absolutely wrecked, windmilled by this bull. Because this is like the worst concussion that Knoxville's ever had, he said. Well, and another moment where everyone was quiet. Because you're like, Knoxville's dead. He finally, he finally did it. He was when I was in college, I had a teammate who got hit this hard and he's on the ground and he goes. And that was the noise that Knoxville was making. So I was like, he just went to be with the Lord. Knoxville said in an interview that afterwards he had a meeting with his um, brain doctor. I forget the term, but that he had tested his IQ. He had like 25 out of 100 on the IQ test. Knoxville's totally going to get not just CTE. He will be. He'll 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 deteriorate fast, probably. Unfortunately, because I know, but he made it to the Royal Rumble, so he did. It was good promotion, right? I heard about that. So the other thing is, uh, the other one was the bear. This is the popular one on the trailer, Mark, where Aaron gets put into the situation. I want to talk about Aaron real quick, Mark. Aaron is that friend, and we all have a friend in a friend group who is the first person to make fun of everybody else. The very first person. To call a shot at somebody else. But the minute that anybody makes fun of him, we'll flip out. That is Aaron. That is Aaron. To the T. We all have that friend in the friend group, friend in the friend group. And for whatever reason, I enjoy watching Aaron get get punked and pranked. I like that. What are you gonna say? He's got that say what grin. You're say, Mark. He's got that clever grin. Who who do you who do you want to see get pumped, punked and pranked in their friend group? Yeah. Who is that? Nobody. I'm just saying we all have that one you, friend group. You, friend well, group. who is it? Who is it? I'm not saying. I'm going to let you Who do you want to see be licked and eaten off by a bear? 
when you say it like that, it wasn't <laughs> it how it went so, down. It sounds so, yeah. Like an animal bear, not like yeah. a bear bear. Yeah, that doesn't make it any better. That made it, that made it no better at all. <laughs> Who do you want to get see clobbered Mark? in the yeah. nuts by a, an ultimate fighter? Yeah. I have to edit so much tonight. What do you want? I'm not next? editing today. I'm editing tomorrow. I'm pushing this off. No doubt. Yeah, th- this yeah, this one was crazy. But a heck of a run for these guys. The fact that none of them died doing any of this is absolutely bananas. One of them yeah. died just in a car accident. That's how he died. Well, he was drunk driving, but you know. Was he drunk? I thought he was just going fast. I didn't know oh, he was drunk. He both. It was a it was drinking oh, was involved. Man. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Go see this when it comes out on VOD. Fast forward through the parts you don't want to see. Argo, support your local me- movie theater. If it's not a major change. For this? That's airing this. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, don't go support like AMC or like Regal or whatever. That's my local movie theater, Mark. Well, I went to an actual local movie theater that's not a chain, so you know. Well, I got Marcus and Marcus... Marcus was. So he cares about nice. small businesses, Max. He does. And are you he saying? Told me, are you saying Marcus is good to you? I was told by Marcus pre-movie that I'm part of his family. Fair enough. Nice. Yeah. Did he give you a kiss in the cheek afterwards too? Mark, thanks for coming on this episode. Great having you. Love coming on. You know how I am. Yep, I know that. And Jarrett, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to hang out with you, buddy. Yeah, man, it's been a blast. This one always a blast you guys. i don't know how i'm gonna edit this one i have no idea how i'll edit this one <laughs> do we lose the clean rating after this episode because of how you i don't know, I don't know my man none of us swore i think that's the guideline right and it's all context bro i i i danced the line there's some plausible there's some plausible deniability we're supposed to be a family friendly podcast <laughs> since when <laughs> we, we we did jackass and Peacemaker. But those and are pop culture movies. Those no, I know that, movies. but like neither of those okay, are we're not movies. a Christian podcast. Yeah. We're a podcast yet. who yet. happens to be yet. What is is there some change coming down the line? Am I being kicked well, off the we island? Might, we might. <laughs> Mark and Max have been let go. It's now a Christian podcast. <laughs> it's it's Zane, Robbie, Isaac, and Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> And only two of those guys show up on the podcast. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast, wherever you listen, however you listen. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check out all the things we talked about today in the show notes and the link. Go to our link tree and follow us there. We'd love it if you'd come support us and subscribe to us on Discord or Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to uh, keep the conversation going. Did you see any of these properties? What do you think of Boba Fett? What do you think of Peacemaker? Did you see Jackass? Did you brave the storm and go see it? We want to know your thoughts. So as always, we'll live a guys 3000. We'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.